0: Is your boyfriend' sex hot or not? Listen as the gals explore what it takes to keep things juicy. Welcome to holy fuck. holy fuck. Holy fuck. Holy
1: fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClellan, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim. Discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor.
0: Hey, Krista. Hey, Catherine. How are you today? Oh, I'm so much better. Oh, good. <laughs> Our audience has been on pins and needles, or at least those that are following us like we are a soap opera again. Um so, yeah. yeah, so we're going to talk about some really fun stuff and this new idea of boyfriend sex. Mm, yeah. Delicious. Mm, Mr. Delicious. Boyfriend sex. Boyfriend sex. <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to catch up on what happened with Krista uh, after our show last week because she made us a promise that she was going to text after she did her work. Let's yes. see what happened. So I was um, going to text Mister right here right
1: now to you know tell him if um, tell him that I was upset and I was trying to do my healing work beforehand so that I could come, you know come to him with kind of a more conscious text and I think I did pretty good at that and of course you know he's like well wow, you're you're kind of upset and I'm like well <laughs> if you could have only heard how upset I would have been <laughs> prior to me doing my work so the short you know the short end of the story is that. Um, as predicted, he was very surprised that I was uh, so upset and like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry you felt that way. You know, I was thinking about you the whole time. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me? (laughs) So, um, which then just, it brings back, you know, that knowing of like, our feelings and our reactions are so—they're just our mental stories in our head. Like, everything I was going through and experience, it had nothing to do with him. Like you know? He wasn't having that experience. Yeah. He was just surprised
0: by it. Yeah, that's so great. You know, I love this because I want to I say something about partnership here that I forgot about. Oh. And one of the tenets or the basic principles of partnership is that you see your partner as innocent— And so when things are going crazy in your head, that once you've decided to be in a partnership with someone, you actually offer them the, the sight, like the seeing from inside you that they're innocent. So that. Right. So that if something's (laughs) happening, you hold them innocent as you process. And, um, You know, again, we use Alison Armstrong as this uh, voice for us, too, and she certainly taught me a lot of this stuff. But her thing is, what if no one's ever doing anything wrong? What if, like, he's just sitting on the couch thinking about you? (laughs)
1: Right, and he even said, oh, babe, like, here I was sitting here thinking all these, like, thoughts of how much I love you and how great you are and all stuff. And he's like, and then 10 minutes later, you're texting me this text. And he's like, whoa. And I'm like, well, maybe you should have texted me the thing, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, and he's he's returned since that episode and, you know, bought me this beautiful necklace. And, oh, of and it, course and he did. He actually, you know, this was the first time we'd been apart. And he came back and he just, it's like he looked different. His energy looked different. And um, I think, yes, you know, this is just me projecting. I think that something softened in him being away from me and he had time to really realize some deeper feelings he had. And, and he said a little bit of that to me as well. And I could just tell in his languaging to me that um, he's deepening toward me, but I haven't caught up to that belief yet because I'm still back at the beginning of our relationship and some things that were said between the two of us where we were, you know, and I think everybody does this at a beginning of a relationship. They kind of set up their rules and their boundaries and what they like and what they don't like because they're trying to make sure that, you know, that things are healthy. But then as the relationship evolves, sometimes those things change, but the other person doesn't know that they've changed. And I think that that's what's been happening because, I have a belief system that, and, and this is probably obviously because this is what happens to me in the past, is that the longer that I believe that the longer you're in relationship with someone, the more boring it gets or dries up <laughs> yeah. or, you know, you got to go get your excitement somewhere else. What I'm realizing is that he believes the opposite. Yeah. And because I don't believe that yet— I'm having a hard time believing him
0: when he tells me that. So right. We got some exploring to do around there. That's going to be kind of fun. I just wanted to say one other thing that this reminded me of as you were talking just now, which is this thing about this, this guy said this to me. I'm sort of stumbling because I'm trying to remember his words, but uh, one of my ex-boyfriends at some point in my life said to me, I just wish you'd give me a chance to miss you more. Hmm. And what he meant when we finally unpacked that, because I was I don't know, not that thrilled to hear it because I wasn't sure what he meant, but he just meant, give me more space to miss yeah. you. Like, give me three days to miss you. I understand you think you have a need that you have to hear from me, but I have a need to have some space, you know? And so that's when, of course, partnership gets tricky, when your needs start right. crashing against each other, it's, and then you're making a deal about, okay, well, text me, tell me you're taking the space, but then, you know, and you gotta you gotta work that out. We've talked about making a deal already. But this right. thing about I wanna miss you, the coming back together is just delicious, right? It's really it is fun. delicious. It's, it
1: creates excitement and it creates um I don't know, juicing a bit more, things, maybe. Yeah, juiciness. Yeah. And yet it's the thing for me that I'm scared of. Right. <laughs> so that's what's interesting too. And and I think the more many of us I are deepen with him or heal with him, then the more then maybe he can move away to another country for a month or two, and I won't be f- falling on the floor. Um,
0: maybe let's hope. <laughs> I hope. <go>, maybe <laughs> sounds like that might yet. be coming, so we might as well hope that. So, Krista just just for this moment, like dropping in, and can we give these people and and I what I just heard the component that it's going to take because you're busy, you're working, you're having fun. The component is trust. Right. Yeah. And that would be why, you know, it would be a
1: trigger for me because we, the way our relationship began in the beginning. I think that neither one of us were trustworthy in a way. Like, I had had my experiences, he had his experiences, because he would even say, like, oh, yeah, when I first met you, this, this, and this, and he's like, so I knew I had to be, like, you know, slow going into this.
0: So let me me say it slightly differently, because I think maybe, what I think I heard was what you meant was neither of us were trusting rather than trustworthy. Because what I've heard from both of you is that you've actually been very trustworthy, That about the fact that you weren't very trusting in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like, you were like, actually, this this is very hard for me, and da-da-da. But you were trustworthy in that you kept saying it. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe there's something for you to notice. It's not, you guys have always been trustworthy, but you have to learn that that person's trustworthy. You have to earn their trust, right? So maybe the fact that you are trustworthy and you're starting to learn to trust each other is actually what makes this sexier and sexier as you go. <laughs> well, let's hope so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and the reason we're kind of moving into this topic today about boyfriend sex is because, you know, he has he started saying something to me like probably about even like four months ago, like, oh, my God, I just love girlfriend sex. And back then I would kind of look at him like, guy, all you talk about is like wanting to have this, you know, this is back then about the open relationship and all this stuff. So he was saying that to me and I was like, but that felt so like in opposition to the open relationship, right? And so I, I really didn't believe him when he said it. And, but he keeps saying it like month after month after month, like that for him, it gets even better. And I don't believe him. (laughs)
0: <laughs> We're well, gonna find I mean, out but, if
1: he's trustworthy or not, aren't you? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And so then he comes back from this trip, and he's just like, "Oh my, God, this is amazing girlfriend, ex-girlfriend's sex. like." And finally, to, I think I finally dropped into believing him because I came into an understanding that I go in, I move into relationships with a super open heart. So I go into with like, "Woo, I love you right away," right? Because I really heart's open, and I feel alive, and I just move into that love territory very quickly he's the opposite he's like goes in more guarded and like listening and checking in and and he slowly over the months and the year starts opening his heart right yeah but because that's not how I am then I don't trust that love grows in that way I think love is just there and then it slowly and (laughs) (laughs) decline over the rest of your life
0: well I think a lot of people feel that way and it's interesting because that I think that's why you and I are taking on this topic of it makes sense to me that boyfriend sex girlfriend sex should be delicious like it should be the best sex we have because we trust each other and we can we've got all the preliminaries out of the way and now we can dive in now we're not saying it's more temporarily exciting than sex with someone new, because that can—I mean, we've we've all had those moments, and we won't mention uh, the something about a <laughs> minivan and New Year's or something like that. But um, you know, I've certainly explored some of those moments too, where it's something new and fresh, and it's hot and it's just snappy and sparkly and delicious, and you go for it. And it's wonderful and it's exciting, but that's not the same thing. Like what I hear in Mr. Right Here, Right Now is this kind of like setting, settling into this, not settling at all, but settling into this like delicious Mm -hmm. space where he knows you and he knows your body and he loves to know how to, how to help you and experience things and have fun. And, but it's all part of the sort of safety. Like he can actually maybe idea men can actually stop performing when they're right, having yeah. girlfriend sex like i know for me boyfriend sex means that i feel safer i feel more trusting you know and mm-hmm. and that can actually take some of some of the like juiciness out of it cuz you're sort of safer and more loving and we could just <laughs> sit here and hold hands all night but how do you keep it juicy And more loving. And I think it's got everything to do with being able to trust your partner.
1: Yeah. Well, and for me, I have to trust that he actually enjoys girlfriend sex.
0: Right. Because until then, you're like all (laughs) anxious. And, you know, I can tell you that the biggest time of trouble for Mr. Delicious and I have been when I haven't felt like I could trust him. Right. In the times where there's been coming and going in our relationship or things that haven't felt, or maybe a little trouble in paradise. Right. You know, like I know that this is, and this for me is totally true. So we'll have to see if it's true for you, Krista. But when I feel this like really strong connection and I trust the connection that he's bringing me, like I really feel it. I remember just this one day in Hawaii when I could just feel him, like, totally into me. And our sex was amazing that day, like, amazing. Yeah. And then something kind of broke our connection right around the Trouble in Paradise conversation. <laughs> um, we're referring to an earlier episode, in case you don't know what we're referring to, and you can always go back and listen to it in the season two archives, maybe season yeah. one archives. Um, anyway, but the there was no more boyfriend sex when I didn't trust him.
1: Isn't it a... Right? We don't trust ourselves, though, too. Like, I mean... Oh, I totally wasn't trusting myself. right? Yeah. That's true. The boy, Like, if I don't believe that boyfriend sex can get better and better and better, then why would I believe him when he's saying, oh, he loves girlfriend sex? I'm inside right. My brain. I'm like, well, how could you? Because it's just going to get boring from here on out. Which is me creating from my belief system that's going to get boring. So what happens for me? Oh, it eventually starts to get boring, and then I want to start looking elsewhere. Well,
0: you start Which being is, boring.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I start being boring, and then I start looking elsewhere, and then I'm basically then going and doing all the things that I'm fearful that Mr. Right Here Right Now is going to go do.
0: Like so what, Krista? Like, <laughs> like things what? Things that are untrustworthy? Would you maybe be tempted to do some untrustworthy things that well, you I would be afraid? Well, I don't feel that way now, but I'm
1: looking at the pattern. Yeah, that's what and I mean. And I'm looking at how fearful of him doing that. And here it is. It's really me. Because he's the one showing up and telling me that he loves girlfriend
0: sex. And I'm like doubting. Well, let's see how many times <laughs> you've had that experience. I mean, in, in you, what you just said is you have the belief that um, boyfriend sex gets boring or husband mm-hmm. sex gets boring mm-hmm. or something like that. And that maybe you're the creator of that maybe for sure it's a belief system right so i'm looking
1: at this like how do i shift that and and i think I, obviously a lot of us go through that where we have that one thought of i, I can't, maybe this is the indicator when i have that thought of i go oh i'm afraid he's going to get bored of me that's an immediate projection right oh i'm afraid i'm bored of me i'm afraid i'm being boring i'm afraid i'm going to get bored of him it's all about right it my is stuff. it is and so I th- that's the indicator
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really true, because I think you're seeing that there have been results from that in your life where you've created drama and chaos in order to break that pattern so it wasn't boring anymore. Here's the question, though. Hmm. It's different for me, because for me, it seems like I'm not so sure that sex gets boring. I don't have quite that same thing. But I do have the same issue around trust. So it's really trusting, right? Mm -hmm. So mine is when we had trouble, I wasn't feeling trusting of him or my ability to take care of myself and stand up for myself and say, this isn't okay with me if this is going to go this way, right? So my trusting is just as much of a projection. It's just a projection of what's happening differently. Like yours is about you're afraid that he that he, that he thinks or you think or somebody thinks that sex <laughs> is going to get boring. And with me, it was I'm concerned about being trustworthy and I'm concerned about him being trustworthy. So therefore, I'm holding back. So it doesn't matter what happens, it just matters what you're thinking about sex and about your boyfriend's sex. Right. So I need to get on board with like
1: that boyfriend sex can just be amazing. Because, I mean, it. it, there's, it is. There, there's, there's no trouble <laughs> in paradise right now happening. So this isn't, it's like really not even on the radar. This is just a blip where I'm seeing that I'm not believing that he can believe that girlfriend sex is great. I'm glad he does. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, okay, I need to open myself up into that possibility so I can start having this long-term relationship and this long-term experience. That I think I want. I, I mean, I talk about right. it all the time that I right. want this with him, and yet I'm. There's this part that doesn't believe it can be true for me. Mm. Yeah. So oh, I, I, hear I you. mean, when I'm talking from my like higher place, it's like I want the boyfriend sex. I want him as my boyfriend. I want us to keep growing and exploring and, you know, have a more delicious relationship and sex. like I want that. Right. And yet, and, I'm sitting on the backside. Like, I don't like. I can believe it. You know, there's this right. like little voice inside.
0: So you have to trust him and you, ah. and, <laughs> and and the other side. You know, women have to listen to themselves. And if they're not feeling trustworthy, who knows what's going to happen? Like, we have to pay attention to the trusting, and then say, "Huh, do why am I not trusting? Is it something on the outside of me?" Or something on the inside of me that's not trusting, and then start asking questions. But I do think that this seems the strangest thing that the component is the same. Do you trust? No matter which side of no matter which side of the coin you're on, is it? It's about trust and safety because that's where juicy sex really comes from in the end. Mm -hmm. Is this sense that we feel cared for, that we know we can relax, that we can express ourselves fully, that we can be deliciously entertained and be deliciously entertaining, (laughs) that we're doing our part, right? Because,
1: yeah, and it's like I, I had a client this week and she was just like, I just want that. I want to be with someone that I, like, literally want to be with, not someone that I feel like I climb in bed with them and I'm, like, sacrificing or, Mm. like, not having that, like, juicy feeling to. And I honestly, when she was saying that, I inwardly smiled because I'm like, wow, for the first time, I really feel like I'm experiencing that. Mm. But There's not a part of me, like… Like judging, or oh, I don't really want to be here doing this right now. It's like I'm like all in and game, and I'm like want to eat this person up. So that is definitely I'm obviously growing in this area because I'm my experience is changing around it. Now I have to. So now I found the archetype of the person that I'm like enjoying it with. Now I have to get to the can at last. I need to get through that. Part of- <laughs> <laughs> because I think there was originally there was the belief of like, oh, I don't even think it exists out there for me to like really want to be that way with someone. So now I'm ha- having that experience. So I've obviously moved through that block. But now it's this next little layer of, okay, how long can it last?
0: Yeah. Well, I think that thing about lasting is a very interesting <laughs> question. And whose responsibility is it anyway? Mm. It's theirs no <laughs> It's theirs. They're gonna gonna have to keep making it hot and juicy like wow, we think that's what it is, right? We think it's piled on from the outside, but yeah. what if what if it's about growing How much you trust this person to, like, come and get you out of a burning building if that's what has to happen, you know? Yeah. You know, like, that not a superficial trust, but, like, you're going to maybe travel with this person. You're going to maybe be in the world with this person. You're going to maybe nurture this person through some kind of thing that's not (laughs) that much fun with this person. Like, can that last through all of that?
1: Well, you know, when he came back, there was something interesting that I think shifted in me that's mm-hmm. now making it a little bit more interesting, and it's because I noticed his level of engagement. See, uh, it got a little bigger, and so, and maybe I have been waiting for that. Mm-hmm. So I maybe I started not trusting as much because I felt like, well, why isn't he? Well, I think there was this underlying like. I wasn't trusting that his feelings were growing for me because mm. I felt like mine were so big from the very beginning. And I was just kind of holding off and to let him know how big they were. And then as his feelings have been revealed to me over these months, it's kind of in my mind, slowly, <laughs> not quick enough for the way I wanted it to happen, but his has been like slowly awakening to me and him being away from me. I think it opened something with him so when he returned, all of a sudden he was at this level where I could feel him kind of in a place that felt good. Yeah. And so I dropped into this new level of trusting now what he was saying. He was saying it all along, but I couldn't feel it at the level I wanted
0: it or needed it, so I didn't trust it. Well, here's the thing. I just heard this. What if you were still attached to it looking a certain way, like he has to text you for you to know that he's trustworthy, that he right. has to, he has to do it your way, which is completely against men's principles of life, <laughs> that they have to do something our way in order to reassure us. And of course, they'll do it to a degree, but if we leave them alone and give them more freedom, they what we were saying before is there's more space for them to grow into. Now, you do have to check into that space and make sure they're <laughs> not growing away from you in that space, right? Right. But with with Mr. Delicious, I've noticed that the times that I am very clear that it's really up to him to show me his feelings rather than me to drag them out of him, or to find a way for him to express to me when I want him to be ready for something. So I keep noticing that the freedom means that he actually has to choose, right? If I'm pushing or forcing or manipulating from the back, then he's just choosing to put up with my pushing or forcing. Right. But if I'm really saying, you know what, this one's good. this one's on you. You're going to show me you love me and you're going to show me you're going to hang out. And you're going to show me we're an amazing team from your from your heart. And I'm not going to ask you to show me. I'm going to tell you that this is just this is what we're doing. We're going to show each other, right?
1: So is so, this been the key to like juiciness? Is, yeah, I mean, like
0: so like what I don't did you know. Do? I'm saying this right now like because I've
1: never and I've never done a long-term relationship that's been super healthy in the sex department. I don't think like ever in my life. So I don't have the answer of what the key is. I would love to know what it right. is. And we don't I think know. we're touching on something right here in that you know, we are big proponents of opening our heart and um freedom. In free it, to, it well, and in the way that that happens is when we deepen in our trust, deepen in our trust for ourselves, for our partners and in spirit. And we work through these blocks, these old stories and limiting beliefs and patterns and, you know, all the stuff that we do helps us, not them, helps us open our heart. Because I think if you notice in a lot of these episodes, like I'll say things like, yeah, he kind of has a closed heart, right? You used to say that a lot. I used to say that a lot. And the reflection is, is that I have had somewhat of a, even though I have a pretty big open heart, there's this part that's been closed because it hasn't fully trusted, right? to so my experience, even though we have an amazing sex life, it's still capped right now to where my level of open heartedness is. And when, when he came, when I did my healing this week around the texting and is he ghosting and all that stuff, he then comes back in with this like, yeah, he might not have been texting me where he was, but he was like spending the whole time searching, bringing me back this beautiful gift. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> it's just like, but I was like, it has to come in a text form or
0: he doesn't love me. That's so what I mean. he is, bringing it in a gift form and all sorts of other forms. Yeah. Because what you said is the most important, you don't even, I know you, if you hadn't had a necklace, that wouldn't have mattered to you. It's what you felt when he came back. You felt that deepening. I mean, sure. Who doesn't love a necklace? Gorgeous necklace. <laughs> But if you hadn't felt that deepening in him, that place that you experienced him opening more, right, that would have been a place where you would still hold back. Now you're feeling that you're like, okay, I can trust this. And what's so funny is we think we know how they're going to show us. How are you going to show us that I can trust you? Well, I think it's smart for women to play this Edge of their trusting, you can trust yourself to take care of you, which means you listen to your intuition, right? Mm-hmm. And then we start to find out can we trust them to be the man we want, right? And so we're, it's the back and forth, the in and out, the flow, the, you know, so the all the back of that. and forth, the in and out. Yes. Oh, oh, it's oh we're back to talking about sucks again. <laughs> and well, yeah, but the growing, the growing trusting is what. Keeps the You know what it is? It's like the intimacy that you can have with someone you trust is so much more delicious, so much more interesting, right? You I can kind of go to all these places and admit everything and show everything and be everything that you are. We're just going to leave that out there for everybody's <laughs> imagination. But you can when you really trust somebody.
1: Well, and I think it's... um I'm just having this kind of awareness right now that I just said to him, not that y'all need all these juicy details, but this, I'm just going to say it. There's a part of <laughs> well, me. We'll find out if we need him or not. <laughs> we might have to edit this out. Yeah. Um, there's a part of me that has become, started to notice I'm becoming more vocal during sex. You mean like and... moaning and stuff? Yeah. Okay. This is it. So I'll just keep it there. <laughs>
0: And And I was telling him, like, oh,
1: I've noticed this, like, part inside of me that's starting to awaken. And, you know, I've had a very closed fifth chakra for the last 15 years. And and to the point I was was telling him the story today of, like, man, like 15 years ago, I remember having to introduce the show that I was putting on at my kid's school. And I literally had to make my best friend get up and and welcome the crowd and introduce them. Because I was, like, terrified. I literally could not do it. Yes. And then I went on to, to open the children's theater, and I was like, there was no one there to do the opening speech. I had to do it. And then, and I got, and I, I did it, but it took me a couple of years through doing it to finally go out and not complete panic when I had to welcome. And and then all of a sudden, we're doing this podcast, and now I'm, you know, on doing Facebook Live. So there's been this, like, arc of my shock, my fish shock, we're just like, opening it up and finding my voice in the world. Yeah and now and you know as i was finding the voice through this podcast i've had these uh, this other you know these other relationships where it wasn't safe for me to vocalize even right. in the like in the communication so there's this part of like if it's not even safe for me to say how i feel with you how then is it safe for me during sex to have a voice or to vocalize and right. i'm noticing now with mr right here right now that everything is so safe in all those other realms that not even, I'm not even consciously like, oh, now I will make some noise. No, no, no. <laughs> it's that's this not how it thing happens. that's arising within me and I can feel it actually moving up my chakra systems now. And, you know, I was telling him like, something is changing with you because
0: my voice is starting to come out. Very cool. I love that. I do want to just take a second and make sure that we kind of reorient people to our fifth chakra, which is just, it's the place of your voice, but also it's your vulnerability, it's your throat, and the animal shows its throat when a human shows its throat, it's when we choose to be vulnerable, and what that happens in the fifth chakra is when we let go of control. So all of this mm-hmm. is super related to what Krista was just saying. As you listen, it's like, so the more we trust, this is what keeps sex juicy. I'm going to guarantee this. <laughs> Krista and I are going to have to live this out. But we're going to have thing, to write a book. <laughs> the thing that's going to keep it juicy is you being trust, trusting and trustworthy, and your partner being trusting and trustworthy, so that you're crossing. These boundaries inside yourself, you're releasing mm-hmm. control. You're allowing your throat to open. You're letting your fifth chakra, which is interestingly enough, can be can change where it comes from. It's connected to every chakra. So if you're being sexual, your fifth chakra can express that way. Right. If you're being loving, your fifth chakra chakra will express that way. But it's all about releasing control. And we don't release control until we feel safe enough. So let's right. think about the combination of letting go of control, <laughs> of trusting and of having great boyfriend slash husband, sex. Well,
1: and think about it too. It's like when we when we're having like okay sex, a lot of times that's when we're in the first, second, third chakra type sex. It's more of just like a physical of this world sex. When we start opening our heart to feel more love during the sexual experience, it starts to become a different a different thing, a different animal. A <laughs> different, <When, laughs> different animal. When we move it up, when the throat chakra opens, that energy continues to rise up. Well, when we hear about people having these magical sexual experiences, these kundalini awakenings and these tantric experiences with their partner... What really is happening is that energy has moved past the heart, past the throat, out the, you know, going, moving through the sixth chakra, out the crown chakra, where our connection to the divine begins. You know, it's, so that's where we are. Fully awakening our entire energetic system within our physical body, and then that's where people are having these like incredible out-of-body experiences that aren't just like the orgasm that's you know felt down in your second chakra. It's the orgasm that's felt through your entire physical body and extends out
0: into the heavens. So let's go back to talk about juicy. Yeah, let's go back to this, Krista, because that's a really good point. So your first chakra is your survival. So if your sex is in survival, it's about pounding it out, right? It's about, <laughs> but if we don't secure that part of us, it'll never release us to keep going, right? right. So so the first one is, you know, hey, it's let's a, it's get- a taint problem. <laughs> yeah. We got to get safe. Right, Uh and then our second chakra is like, but we want to we want to play with someone else, so we're going to start to play with someone else, and that starts to develop like partnership and trusting. Then we got to take care of ourselves, right? In the third chakra, we're like, oh, are we good? Are we getting what we need? Then our heart jumps in, then our Mm -hmm. vulnerability jumps in, then our eyes we begin to see with this like intuition and and compassion. And then, as Chris has said, we pop out the top where our light comes through the top of our bodies into our second seventh. Chakra. And then we go into the chakras that are not located in our body, starting with the eighth. And those are where those big, you know, sexual moments can happen. Well, sexual slash spiritual, right? And so, you know, people who do tantra, this is the idea. But let's go right back to the bottom. And we're talking about boyfriend sex. Bottom. Let's go to the bottom. That's hilarious. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go to to the teen. I know know you want to. So we go to that part, and it's like, oh, Secure your safety. That's mm-hmm. why boyfriend-girlfriend sex is so cool. I mean, none of us want to think we need to be safe. But you know how people get safe? Other ways It's the foundation. It's the foundation. But you know how we get safe? We drink too yeah. much. Because then we mm-hmm. obliterate our system that needs to be safe. And we go have like some wildness. Or we do drugs. Or we do something else. Because that shuts us down. But when you sober up, do you feel trusting? Yeah. Probably not. So you've got to have some time with these people. So it's so cool to think about well, this You know, and maybe way. that's why he's, he's had needed
1: this time, right? Yeah. So because I've done so much chakra work, I'm pretty open, right? Mm-hmm. And then he comes in as my new partner, and he pokes at some of my holes where I still need to
0: keep, you know,
1: I'm just leaving that one alone stuff. completely. <laughs> no, please don't. don't. Don't leave my holes alone.
0: <laughs> um, no, I'm leaving your holes, leaving holes alone. Okay. 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 So, come
1: on. So he comes in and you know triggers some of my triggers some of my chakra you know places that still yeah. need to be healed. But I'm fairly open because I've been doing this work. He has not been doing all of that work, so he is moving into this slow opening throughout the relationship to open and to trusting. And so I think what I'm also hitting on with his return from the trip yeah. is his heart has started to open over the last couple months, probably the last. Six to eight weeks, which is probably why I haven't been mentioning, oh, he's got a closed heart as much because I've noticed it's been awakening toward me, yeah, like I've noticed it, but I haven't embodied it because i don't I wasn't fully trusting it well, you yet. weren't trusting it yet, yeah, right, but so, as he has been coming back from this trip, he's been vocalizing it a lot more, right, yeah. so now his his heart has awakened, and so his words toward me are different, and he's starting to meet me at the level where I'm at, so I'm feeling. Like, I can trust it more because we're catching up to being at the
0: same place. Yeah, I really hear that. And I think this is something for us all to pay really close attention to because we'll get in trouble, even in a boyfriend-girlfriend thing, we can get in trouble in our partnerships on and off. Like, we can be doing great and it can be growing and everything can be moving. And then you have a trust event. Don't Mm -hmm. be surprised. If you have a trust event that then takes things backwards, and I've certainly had that experience, even with Mister um, Delicious, you know, it's like there have been there have been moments when I felt like, you know, now drop back down to my second chakra where I felt like he was he was a little more focused on sex than he was on me, and the part of me that gets triggered there will mm-hmm. say, "No way, I'm not going to." Where is your
1: heart? Because you want to feel
0: the heart. Yeah, I want to feel your heart. I want to know you're all in with me. I'm not, like, I'm not meaning, like, forever. I just mean all in right this moment, that you're not coming to me to get something, that you're not needy, like, that weird needy feeling that sometimes we get from people that they, like, want sex from you. So it's not that. It's like, this has to be a combining of energies. And that Mm -hmm. so your whole self is just giving your whole self into the experience. And that starts with trust. So we're going to, we're going to say that for today. Like this is our exploration because both of us are in our relationships, you know. So we're going to call it around a year. Hers is a little shy. Mine's a little over, but it's around a year. So this is no way that we are experts on the subject, but we are just talking.
1: we're invested in keeping yeah. it juicy. That's really our intention in this phase in our life. And with these new relationships of like not repeating the past patterns exactly. and really recognizing like, ooh, where are we not trusting ourselves and catching it and then moving through it so we can, you know, keep squeezing the juice. Right. <laughs> Tickling the
0: taint, as we've been known to say before. All right. So, you know, on that on our note, website, right? I don't even know. I don't even know. But we do know that we love you. That video. See you guys. Thanks for listening. To spread the love. Spread the love. And you know what? We love some subscribing, some loving, some talking, some pushing, some watch yeah, parties, whatever you do. We're not very with all good at like,
1: asking people to support we're us. Not. We need to be better at that. So, yeah, you guys go and subscribe to our podcast. Tell your friends. Uh, Tell your friends and we now, love now you that we're us Soul us to Galveston podcast. You can you know spread the title much easy you know That's more easily
0: right? spread the yeah. title <laughs> spread nah, the title. We're gonna stop there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All, right. All right, love you guys. Love you guys. Bye bye.